Blog Talk Radio. La, 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 wait till I get my money right. Oh. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I awoke, I smit that on a necklace. Oh. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. The whole much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he gets the message. Oh. I feel the pressure. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mike, it just never ends. Let's see how this, how this works here. First of all, you picked New Orleans to beat Seattle, and that didn't happen. Then you picked San Francisco to beat Seattle, and that didn't happen. I'm afraid to think what you're going to do with your prediction tonight, but we will hold that. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Las Vegas live from Vegas edition of Red vs. Blue. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, the man who put the buzz in the buzz-a-meter, Michael Trent. Mikey, uh, Super Bowl weekend is here, man. I'm in Vegas. That's right. Uh, the entire team uh, for the FFWC is out here in Vegas honoring Glenn Lowy the night before the big check presentation in the sports book. Fox TV is going to be out there covering the, the check presentation. We've got an award for the Mirage because they won, we won the best live event in Vegas. And, man, it's just uh, everything's popping right now. The sports books are popping. There's jerseys everywhere. I saw the entire San Diego Charter team a minute ago, and we've got the clubs popping, and it's we're Vegas, man, and we're here. What the, I, well, let me ask you this, Scott. What's more electrifying right now, New York City or Las Vegas? I bet it's Las Vegas. Oh, it's without a doubt. I'll start putting some pictures here of Vegas and the surroundings. It's absolutely insane right now. I've seen every jersey imaginable. Everybody is supporting their team uh, already. Uh, we, we've, we've seen, I've seen Patriot jerseys over here. I see a lot of Bronco jerseys. I've seen a, a few Seahawks jerseys sprinkled in. I saw a few at the airport. But again, just a, 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 a mob of Charger players here uh, in the, in the uh, Mirage Hotel tonight. And maybe we can get Keenan Allen over to talk to Glenn Lowy. Uh, since Keenan Allen was on his fantasy team and won him the $150,000, we'll, we'll see if we can't get Keenan Allen lined up for Glenn. But, Mike, there's so much going on uh, at yep. FF Toolbox and here in the FFWC. And in fantasy sports in general, look, the season is over, but not for us. Not for us. No. It's 24-7, 365. The Dynasty Football World Championship sign-ups are underway. Uh, we've got everybody coming back for that, uh, and then there's you know there's going to be big things happening in, in, in that contest. That thing sold out in record time last year as soon as we announced. And then we've got uh, this playoff contest that sh- we're going to talk about tonight before the end of the show. We're going to talk about who's in line to win our first playoff draft, uh, the second annual playoff draft world championship. And then, Mike, I'm totally stoked. You and I are going to do our 
Super Bowl Prop Contest live on the air tonight. The Super Bowl Prop Contest is back on the message board. I'm going to put a link to the chat room here or in the chat room for everybody to play. But, Mike, the Prop Contest, everybody's about the props. I've got a big report of them right here from the sports book. Everybody, it's all about the props. The Super Bowl is big. Yeah, well, yeah whatever. But, uh, you know, I just love the uh, Super Bowl props. Uh, I, I love <laughs> I love everything. Uh, I love everything about it. I mean, it's just the excitement about it. Uh, it's it's basically it's a fantasy game within itself when you're dealing with uh, Super Bowl props. And, you know, it, it gives us uh, gives us junkies, so to speak, uh, you know, some time to uh, – have some fun with it, and I think you, know, you guys at FF Toolbox uh, created a pretty much a great contest, free, and uh, just have at it. Well, and that's the thing; it's uh, it is very hard to find anything free these days. And uh, look, player with the first interception—you can get odds on player with the first interception. Who do you think the favorite is to get that first interception, Mike, here in Vegas at the Mirage? Uh, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna say Sherman. Yep, Richard Sherman, 3-1. to one. The second favorite is actually Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie at 9-2 to two of the Denver Broncos, who I heard he might be retiring after this uh, Super Bowl uh, game. Uh, that's a little interesting. Earl Thomas, the third favorite at 8-1. to one. Uh, He'll be lined up probably with Wes Welker. Don't you think Earl Thomas is going to try to chase around Wes Welker? You would think Maxwell takes Decker because he's taller. you got Sherman on Demarius Thomas. All of these matchups are going to be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be mixed in, Scott. Uh, you know, it's going to depend on the first quarter and uh, how the matchups uh, set up. But uh, chances are, uh, the matchups you just said will be spot on. But you know, as the game goes along, they could switch up. Yeah, Byron Maxwell twelve to one, Champ Bailey twelve to one, Walter Thurman twelve to one, Mike Adams twelve to one, Cam Chancellor fifteen to one. He might be the key to the whole game because everybody thinks that. Julius Thomas might be the way to exploit that Seattle defense, but Cam Chancellor will be manned up on Julius Thomas. That's the thing about Seattle. They don't have any gimmicks. They are man-to-man, mano-a-mano, in your face, and that's how they play because they think they're that good. And, Mike, looking at the statistics, they may just be that good. If If you look back, they have only allowed three quarterbacks all year to throw for 300 yards. Now, Mike, I'd be interested to know if you think how many of those three you could name. Uh, just off the top of your head, the three quarterbacks that have thrown wow. uh, for 300 yards this year on the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Uh, did Was Andrew Luck one of them? Andrew Luck was not one of them, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, t- it's tough to tell. Uh, it must have been a it could have been Carson Palmer, uh, somebody like that. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just a – it's that tough a defense, and we're we're going to find out uh, as we talk through the show about uh, how uh, how Denver can exploit Seattle's defense, and if they if they can. So it's going to be a very by, tough. Uh... Go ahead. By the way, that number I, I was wrong. I had it wrote down as three. It's actually Mike two, one in the regular season and one in the postseason. Everybody remembers. Drew Brees got completely annihilated in the season yeah. in Seattle, 147 yards, one of the worst games of his career. He came back and threw for 309 uh, in the playoff loss. That was garbage, uh, He chucked though. it up there 43 times. Yeah, he chucked it 43, and they did try to come back there. 
the other quarterback that they had some success uh, success against the Seahawks was none other than Matt Schaub in week four, 355 yards, but that's only one time all season and then once in the postseason. And you can kind of carry that over. The exact same thing happens to wide receivers. Very rarely do wide receivers ever catch for 100 yards. Three times this year and once in the postseason. Only three times. Cecil Short, 143. Andre Johnson, a buck 10. T.Y. Hilton, 140. That happened in weeks three, four, and five. At that point, I think Seattle just said, we're fed up. We're tired of this. We're locked down. And then the rest of the season, they locked it down, dude. And I think that 67 yards was the high for anybody uh, the rest of the year until Colston burned him from the slot, 144 yards in the playoffs. So very, very tight. No tight end has caught for over 100 yards. So something's got to give here, Mike. Peyton Manning is on the other side of the field. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. You know, they they haven't played against Peyton Manning. They haven't played against Demarius Thomas, uh, Eric Decker, uh, Wes Welker. I mean, there's there's so many uh, variables there. But one thing that I do expect uh, Seattle to do is press the line. I expect the DBs to just press those re- receivers immediately. And so – Next thing you know, Peyton Manning, he, he's not going to be, be able to get into a rhythm. And that's the one thing that they they do not want Peyton Manning to get into a rhythm. If Peyton Manning gets into a rhythm, watch out. Well, you're absolutely right. Peyton Manning is definitely a rhythm quarterback. And uh, you've got this Seahawks defensive line. I'm always reminded of the New England Patriots and what they did and how they were able to rattle Peyton Manning. And it was in the defensive line, putting pressure on that. Denver Bronco offensive line. That's the thing. Elway, back in the old Bronco days with those Super Bowls, one of the best offensive lines we've ever seen, right? I mean, that's not the Bronco offensive line they have this year. And so it'll be interesting to see. the Cowboys offensive line. Uh, Look, the the offensive line, uh, they say they're going to be mic'd up, and they're going to need to be because that's – that's instrumental in Manning's success this year is can you keep him on his uh, off, off the ground. We did see the San Diego Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts do one thing in common. It was keeping Peyton Manning off the field. And if you can do yep. that with a good ground game, and Marshawn Lynch is probably one of the best in the game, there, there, are, good, there are reasons to think that the Seattle team can actually get it done, Mike. But it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, our predictions are coming up at the end of the show. I don't want to give anything away. But uh, and in the chat room, I'd love to hear what you guys uh, think about your Super Bowl predictions. Definitely put them in here. We're going to do the Super Bowl prop contest. We do want to talk about the playoff contest, so let's get that out of the way, Mike. This playoff contest, uh, the playoff draft world championship with the six-teamer was absolutely fantastic. It's the final weekend right now, the final weekend to make your move. If you're going to make your move, it has to be now. Rob Benetti did a fantastic job breaking down all of the teams on the message board. I hope you read that uh, because he was able to put to put together not only what he thinks of the game and how it's going to shape up, but how it affects all the people and the players that are in this draft world championship and how it's going to shape up for these guys. At the very top of the list is Yak Farmers. He has Moreno and Demarius Thomas. 13 points back, a name we know well, TNT and the champs. They have Decker and Demarius Thomas. Mike, let's get it out of the way right now. Demarius Thomas, in the Super Bowl prop contest, Demarius Thomas, the over-under that we have on him. We call it the matchup, right? It's Sherman versus DT. 
Demarius Thomas over under receiving yards that we at FF Toolbox set was seventy five and a half yards. Hold that. Seventy five and a half. And I have not I have not looked at the yards uh for Demarius in the sports book here at the Mirage. I'm going to while you talk. But what do you think about that? Okay. Over or under for Demarius and then I have my thoughts. Uh I like the over as far as uh Yards, and I like the TD. I, th- I think he'll get the over as far as yardage. Uh, I see Demarius Thomas going for one and uh, maybe, you know, 80, 85 yards. That's about it. That's about it. Because uh, Seattle will do the lockdown. and uh, But I-, I really see some garbage time. I won't say garbage time, but I see Demarius Thomas getting his touches because that's going to be pretty much it because Eric Decker – I don't think it's it's going to be it. Uh, Julius Thomas, I, I just don't think it's going to be it. Demarius Thomas is going to be their one big shining moment for it to happen for uh, Denver. Uh, by the way, the, the, the over-under, the official over-under, not the toolbox over-under, but the official over-under here at the Mirage is 77.5 yards, 5.5 receptions, the longest reception for Demarius being 25 and a half. So we will have to sit and wait to see if we can see that bubble screen that we always see over and over wow. with Demarius. It seems like it's unstoppable once he, and it seems like you know it's coming and it happens anyway. Uh, the on the other side of the ball, uh, but, but let me start with Demarius. Peyton Manning made Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison famous. I mean, he really did. Uh, I don't know what they would have done okay. with an average quarterback. But he put basically both of those receivers into the Hall of Fame. Would they have done that on another team? I'm not so sure. But the bottom line is what Peyton brings to the table is uncanny accuracy and timing and rhythm, everything that you talked about earlier. That practice, the work ethic that they have with their receivers is unmatched in anything we've seen, Mike. The thing about Peyton Manning, when he throws the ball, the receiver hasn't even turned around yet. By the time the receiver turns around, it's right there in the numbers. So I don't know what Richard Sherman expects to do if, if he's guarding Demarius and man up against Demarius. Demarius turns around all of a sudden. As soon as he turns around, falls right in the numbers. Or he oh, puts it up so oh. high that Demarius goes up against it. So I think it's hey. definitely over. I think Demarius will have a, a big game. And, uh, and I love Richard Sherman, but I just don't think you can stop Manning to Demarius. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, what, my, my thought real quick is uh, – Every wide receiver, they when they turn, they expect the ball to be there, whether it's from Peyton, whether it's from Andrew Luck, whether it's from Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson. Uh, you, you can go on down the line. Dan Marino. Uh, they, usually uh, we, they usually have to go get it, though. They usually no, have to go get no, it or no, wait no, no, for no. Peyton. No, no. Right Hold there. on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. Uh, so what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I, I mean – the guy's good. The guy's real good, uh, but I, I just – I don't think he's seen a defense like this, and I think he's getting ready to see a defense. So now you're on the Seahawks bandwagon. Okay. First you were on the Saints bandwagon beating the Hawks. Then you were on the Niners bandwagon beating the Hawks. It's documented. Yes. It's officially documented. Yes. And now and, – and so now we're talking about the defense that is the Seahawks. Okay, fine. I, I, I give you that. They have a great defense. Maybe they can get it done. Let's keep talking here uh, about this playoff contest. That was number two, TNT and Champs. Hungry Hippie, number three in the contest, 22 points back. Listen to the guys that he has. Russell Wilson, 
Marshawn Lynch, Golden Tate, the trio of Wilson, Lynch, and Tate, along wow. with Prater and the Denver defense. You know, it was interesting mm. about this, this contest this year. Do you remember last year how everybody loaded up on one team completely or one or two teams yeah. completely? And sure in the did. last week, we saw, you know, teams that had 11 guys, Ravens and Niners combined, they had 11. You weren't able to do that this year with the Denver Broncos or the Seahawks because they all went a lot. Well, the, first of all, the Broncos yeah. went so early. There were three, sometimes – Five in the first two rounds, so you never even – if you took Peyton at one, you were lucky to get one of the big guys back at, in the second round. Right. So that didn't happen this year. Uh, what we did see is it spread out all across. It was a much different dynamic this year's contest than last year's, Mikey. Hungry Hippie, three Seahawks, two Broncos, the Broncos being Prater in Denver. I like his chances just because, number one, I think the Seahawks are going to be behind, playing from behind in the second half. I think Lynch also has really good potential to rack up points against his Denver Broncos defense. Uh, well, but he has a yeah. very good shot here. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about uh, that lineup there? Yeah, uh, you know, I like it a lot. Uh, I don't necessarily think that uh, Seattle's going to be coming from behind uh, in the second half because, you know, th- this game's going to be predicated on uh, Marshall Lynch and how much he can do, what he can do. Uh, so that can help him out tremendously, and the more Marshawn Lynch gets, the more Russell Wilson will get. Old Chalada is in the fourth spot. This is the Red vs. Blue Show. Scott and Mike live from Las Vegas, uh, presenting the eve of presenting Glenn Lowy, the Fantasy Football World Championship. His check in the sportsbook live tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Vegas time in the sportsbook. Uh, Fox is supposed to be out here covering the event, and uh, we're, we're real excited for Glenn. Old Chalada, 25.5 points back, Mike. And it's interesting, he has a, a team very similar to Hungry Hippies with Wilson and Lynch. But instead of Tate, he has Doug Baldwin, and he goes Ooh. all in on the Seahawks with Hoshka Ooh. and the Seattle defense. So, Mike, I've just given you two teams there. Uh, Hungry Hippie is three points ahead of Old Chalada. But, huh, but, but Old Chalada has Baldwin instead of Tate and Hoshka and Seahawks instead of Prater and Denver. Which team do you like more there? Did you ever think kickers would be important? This could be the case. Hoshka, wow, this could be the case because uh, on your uh, on FF Toolbox, would there be a 50-yarder or more field goal? I said oh, yeah, yes, yeah. and you know what? Hoshka could be the guy. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I, I like Hoshka. I like Hoshka, his team. Absolutely. Well, he also has the better defense. He has Seattle defense against Denver. I don't think there's any question that Seattle can has a much higher ability to rack up the, the defensive points with, with getting to Peyton Manning, pressuring Peyton, uh, maybe picking off a big play. I think this game comes down to a big play. You know, if, if Seattle defense can get a pick six or something like that, now we're talking about a ball game. Uh, and that's always entirely possible. The Borg is in the fifth spot with 29 points back. He has Monty Ball, who could get some touchdowns, Doug Baldwin, mm-hmm. Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, and Prater. Now that team right there with Demarius, Julius, Baldwin, Ball, and Prater, only 29 points back from the league and only you know five to seven points behind those other two teams that we talked about with Wilson and Lynch. 
I think the Borg is a legitimate contender to win this whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you throw in uh, Doug Baldwin and uh, Julius Thomas, I mean, those two right there, I mean, it, that, that can propel him immediately to to the top spot. So, uh, Well, and wow. it could. It could if, unless this vaunted Seattle defense does what it's done all year and it keeps everybody out of the end zone, it keeps them from scoring, you know, 100 yards. Oh, it could, you know, it could but so. – but, but I mean, I could, I could see uh, Julius Thomas going for ten for one hundred and fifty with no uh, touchdowns. Even though no tight end all year has, has had a hundred yard success against uh, the Seahawks. I, I could see I could see it happening, but I don't expect it. But and, I'm actually, just... let me tell you, let me tell you this: the highest output for any tight end this year against the Seahawks. You ready for this? Seventy-two yards. Lay it on me. 72 yeah, yards week Tom, four, Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels. Okay. Now, to their defense, they right, didn't, well, they didn't well, take me, on Julius Thomas. Well, let me ask you this. Is Julius Thomas and, uh, say, a, uh, Jimmy Graham, are they tight ends or wide receivers? Well, yeah, they're, they're considered tight ends in this study. Jimmy Graham went three for, right. 42, and, three for 42 in a touch in week 13. Three it's for 42 it's, it's, in a touch. That that. That looks like the biggest game all year uh, for them. Jim, Jimmy Graham in the playoffs, one for eight. One for eight. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. Well, if, 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 if I'm a defense, if you and I, were, we got a defense team scheme together, are we looking at uh, Julius Thomas? Are we looking at him as a tight end or a wide receiver? Well, it doesn't matter. Cam Chancellor will match up on him man-to-man. It doesn't really matter. That's the task that he has. That means, that, that means he's a wide receiver. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's safety help. Yeah, you know, you're you're taking Cam Chancellor. So, I, who, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm not trying to split hairs here, Scott. I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, the bottom line is, Julius Thomas is he's a wide receiver. Yeah, the the immense size of these uh, of these of these players is is incredible for Seattle. Cam Chancellor six three, Richard Sherman's six three, uh, Earl Thomas will probably be like I said matched up on Wes Welker is the is the short one of the bunch. At five ten, uh, so you know uh, that Byron Maxwell is six one, so they're all over six foot. You know, I mean, even Brandon Browner, who's out, uh, he was six four. I mean, the size of those corners and, and safeties uh, is incredible, and that's that's a testament to how they've been able to do uh, what they've done all year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if any of these guys will break out. I'm sure that look, somebody's going to do something. One of those wide receivers, uh, what, a, what a great line. Somebody's going to do something. One of the Broncos at least is going to do something. Now, on the Seahawks, Seahawks side of the ball, everybody's talking about Percy Harvin. The buzz in that sports book when I, went, when I was in there earlier is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, they're talking about Percy wow. Harvin. The, the Seahawks fans believe that he is ready. And they, we haven't seen him much. I mean, when he did come back, he went back out with another injury. It's almost like, dude, just take the year off. You've already taken the year off. Let this team roll. But Percy is back. He's healthy. They're going to play him. And from the sounds of all the Seahawks fans that I've talked to, the very first ball is going to go to Percy to see what he's got. Yep. Uh, from what I understand, he's going to get 40 touches. 40 <laughs> looks. 40 looks. 40. Uh, will Percy Harvin score at least one touchdown? Yes, plus 220. No, minus 300. Total yards of longest reception by Percy Harvin, 22 and a half, even money on the over. 
Uh, Percy Harvin, total yards of first reception, 13.5, over, plus 130, under, minus 160. Here's one I like. Here's one I like. Total receiving yards by Marshawn Lynch, 13.5, over, under. Oh, right, you got to like the over there, Mike. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm, I'm going back to Percy Harvin, and I'm going back to what Pete Carroll does. Uh if it wasn't for that fourth and, uh, what, 17 or fourth and 13, chances are Seattle might not be there. So I like I like the way he rolls the dice. I like the way he plays, uh, uh, coaches, and just takes some chances. And uh, so I, I, see, uh, I see Percy being a big player Sunday. Total receiving yards for Wes Welker. Sixty and a half. Are you kidding me? Only sixty and a half for a healthy Wes Welker in the under. Super Bowl, Mike. You mm-hmm. think under? Yeah, I do. I do because they're going to press him. They're, these DBs are—they're going to press him. They're not afraid. I mean, every team that Denver has played has played soft, soft, soft. They're so afraid that Peyton Manning is going to throw over top. Peyton Manning—he don't have the arm to throw over top. He's, that's why they've been so good underneath and just throwing these uh, screen passes and dunking, dinking dunks, so to speak. Uh, they're they're going to pressure the line. They're going to pressure the wide receivers right off the get-go and watch what's, what happens to Peyton Manning because I'm telling you, that, that pocket's going to fold up. 347-324-5404 is the number here on Red versus Blue. If you'd like to talk about Super Bowl props, we have them for you, and we will give them to you on the air. Uh, we'll try to stump you, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna log these. We're gonna try to stump uh stump our stump our fans and stump our listeners. Uh, Mike, there's another thing here that uh, people are talking about. Uh, I just need to pull it back up here and get it in front of me. Uh, the Dynasty Football World Championship. Before we go uh, to the back to the Super Bowl, the Dynasty Football World Championship. Dynasty trades. Uh, I've already seen some trades going on in other leagues. And we did a mock draft over in the Dynasty. You and I played the Dynasty. It's what keeps us going throughout the year. But the concept is simple. Yep. You keep all your players from the previous year. So if you draft them, uh, you keep them. And you add and modify your team all throughout the offseason through trades, through the rookie free agent draft. Everybody's given six rookie picks, one for each round. And you can trade those pieces if you want. If you don't like this rookie class, if you're not into evaluating rookies, you can trade them for sure things. But usually, do me a favor, trade them for young pieces. Don't get too old too fast because then you're looking at your team saying, what do I do? I don't see anything in the value because guys value youth. Let me read some trades that our good friend Wayne Ellis in the chat room has posted that he has had go down in his leagues. There's a trade that I really want to talk about. Charles Clay and T.Y. Hilton for Jordy Nelson. Which side do you like there, Mike? Wow. Uh, that's very interesting. Uh you know, I, I, I still think Jordy's got a lot left in him, so uh, I like the team that's getting uh, Jordy because Charles Clay, Charles Clay's a beast. And what was the other one? Clay and T.Y. Hilton for Jordy. Ah, I still like Jordy. I, I'll take I'll take the the guys getting uh, Jordy. You like Jordy with the uh, with the Aaron Rodgers connection, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really hard not to want a piece of that uh, Green Bay Packers when they're healthy. But big play Clay, 
he was one of the bright spots for an otherwise disappointing Dolphin team this season. Don't sleep on Clay and the Finns. I think they could have a major rebound year in 2014. He already caught 60 passes and six touchdowns in 2013. And they say he can play any position. Any position. He broke 35 yeah. tackles last year. So I think the Dolphins will try to get Clay more and more involved uh, in that. Now, Wayne was on the Jordy side, and he is saying it's close, but he had to cut a quality player. So he was doing the two-for-one deals, you know, where you put the two guys together and you get one. Yeah. Uh, improvement. So he exactly. did agree with you, Clay. He took Jordy, and then Ty. What a what a heck of a year for Ty, especially second year guy. I don't think anybody expected that with him coming into the league like that. So very interesting. Another trade he went. He had to go down. Ray Rice, Bernard Pierce, the combo, Tavon Austin for Keenan Allen, Charles Clay, and James Starks. Ooh, that's a tricky one. Ray Rice, Paul. Yeah. Uh, Ray Rice, Bernard Pierce, Tavon Austin. I think that's a bunch of pile of poo right there. I don't know. I don't yeah, understand what it happened is, to Ray is. Rice that uh, you know, fast. He, he, he has really fell off the map. Yeah, it doesn't uh, – Ray Rice is going to be pretty much done, uh, I think. And James Starks, uh, that doesn't mean anything. So, so basically you're trading two for two. Well, yeah, the key in that, the key in that deal is you're getting Keenan Allen – and you're getting Charles Clay. And I don't think yeah. that Tavon Austin really impressed anybody this year. Now, look, rookies have bad years. Every rookie wide receiver doesn't break out at year one, you know. And, well, and he no. Didn't hey, I mean, and they didn't have much of a quarterback either, Kellen Clemens, all year. And he had a couple of big returns. So maybe we're selling Tavon Austin a little short. I think his dynasty value is definitely depressed. If you like Tavon, great time to go get him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got here, Mikey? Uh, we've got another trade that we saw come in. Here we go. Uh, Tory Smith and Charles Clay for Deshaun Jackson. Hmm. What's the excitement about trading Clay? Well, these are all Wayne's picks, so I'm assuming that uh, he had Clay last year and he's selling him high. Uh, and that's kind of the, right. the thing you do in Dynasty is you buy low and you sell high, and it's a really simple uh-huh. concept. It's been around. It's been around for the since the beginning. Let me ask you a question: the ultimate sell high question. And I want to ask the people in the chat room, especially Wayne, get paddled, Ooh. Henry Muto in the chat room. I want to ask you guys this question: I've got a player in my 1250 Dino that I'm thinking about selling high on, and I just can't pull the trigger. But I think. In the definition of selling high, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Josh Gordon. There will never be a time that Josh Gordon's value is higher than it is right now. Now, you don't win a lot of titles selling your best guys away. I mean, look, I've got Calvin Johnson on this team. I've got Josh Gordon. I've got Brandon Marshall. I could make a run with this team. But my question is, doesn't sell high mean sell Josh Gordon? I mean, he's the his value will never be higher with with the effort that he has, no. and he has the opportunity to be. He's got the head case factor. Remember, he's still a young Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall got over his, but it took him a couple years to do it. Josh Gordon still has that hero to zero factor. He could completely the floor could po- totally go out on him, and he gives you nothing next year because he's facing a suspension. Now he was a good boy in the regular season, unlike Justin Blackman. He was a good boy. But if something happens in the offseason, it's a long way away, Mike. Josh Gordon seems like a sell. No, it doesn't to me. And the reason I say that is because he's going to 
end up being linked up with another team down the road because he's already shown what he can do with a crap team. He's going to be, he's going to end up with a great team, and he's going to uh, show his abilities even more. Uh, we've got uh, Wayne in the chat says uh, if you can get Julio or AJ Green to it, but I doubt you can. I said, how about Alshon Jeffrey in a pick? He says he would want a first-round pick with Alshon Jeffrey for Gordon. But let me say this. Ooh, I don't know about that. There's a a big part of me that thinks that Alshon Jeffrey could be better than Josh Gordon. Now, right now, Marshall's in the way. But there's a very good opportunity for Alshon Jeffrey to be the man he did that with Brandon Marshall on one side of the field. Just imagine if Marshall were to miss time or if, you know, uh, Marshall uh, gets picked up on a, by another team at some point. You know, you just never know what's going to happen in this NFL. And, and, and the other thing is uh, Marshall doesn't or, – or Jeffrey doesn't have the baggage, the emotional head case baggage that Josh Gordon does that I'm aware of. No, you don't like it, huh? Yeah, there's okay. a lot. There's a lot of things. You hear me, Scott? I can hear you now, bud. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of different variables that uh, go into the equation. Uh, a lot of different offenses and things like that. But uh, you know, I, I just think uh, I, I, I think Brandon Marshall is going to be uh, pretty solid. Well, everybody, go ahead and get over to the Dynasty Football World Championship. You can go to DynastyKing.com. Become the Dynasty King, the first ever Dynasty King. We grade it on a three-year window. So not only do we give you league cash for winning your league every year, not only do we give you a huge grand prize for winning the overall championship. By the way, this is for a mid-stakes you know, a contest. We have great league prizes, a championship round bracket. And then every three years, we're going to award a Dynasty King bonus. And that is the team that scores the most fantasy points over a three-year period. And every year thereafter, there will be a new Dynasty King, the the team that has the most points over the last three years, which is what Dynasty is all about, right? It's overall. You're you're not thinking about one year. You're thinking about who's the best team over a three-year period, and that is the Dynasty King. So basically, Scott, if I had a team uh, this first year in Dynasty and I uh, just kind of stuck it up, but if I blow it up the next two years in year two and three, I could win that money? Yeah, well, yeah, you still have a chance to be the Dynasty King in year three. Yeah, if you if you really have a dominant yeah. two and three, but it's designed. That's awesome. That's so awesome. That I love that concept. even if you have a bad year, yeah, you can turn it around in year two. Let's say you start off great. Year three, you do great. Well, up at year four, you're in the in position to win that Dynasty King bonus. So some people build for that. now, some people build for later. But it'll be real interesting to see who those Dynasty Kings are, the ones that have had the three-year average. That's why we built the contest, because we thought there needed to be something to reward the long-term Dynasty leader, you know. Yeah. Um, and every league a great team, a, GM, some a great owner. Trade, some leagues don't. Yeah, it's kind of like a great GM, a great owner. We're going to reward a great GM and owner. That's awesome. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's move over. DynastyKing.com. You can right now, your, your two options are to sign up and get a new team 
uh, you can just sign up. You're, res you're reserving a spot. We're not taking your money right now. You're just reserving a spot, letting us know you're interested. You can take a new team when the new drafts start up, or if you want to guarantee yourself a spot right now, there's a couple of teams on the message board you can take over right now. Actually, there's only one left. There's one left, uh, one team that somebody uh, not coming back. Uh, you can take their team over and take the challenge of rebuilding it. You look at it and you say, hey, it needs some work. Well, that's what Dynasty is all about. One man's trash, another man's treasure. You start the trades going. You can rebuild through free agency and the waiver wire and the rookie draft. So there's lots of ways to reshape and remold a team to your liking. Uh, Mike, let's talk about the prop contest. The free Super Bowl prop contest is back in the chat room. You can, uh, you can get it. signed up and you can play. And it gives you something, and I've recommended it to everybody, for your Super Bowl party. Print this up and uh, have your friends at home all pick, uh, just, you know, just print it up and let them circle. And then you collect them. And then they can hang on to them or whatever throughout the game. But they, everybody can kind of see what they have. And you can put, you can put uh, pizza on the line. You can put cash on the line, a couple of bucks, everybody chip in. Everybody that's watching at the party, I mean, that's what we do. We, we, we eat, we, we drink, and, and we watch the game, and we want a little something on the line. Well, this is a nice way to do that. Just print it up. 25 questions. Yeah. Earn points for each correct answer. Uh, so let's talk about it, Mike. The big game, uh, we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up, right? Uh, the very first one is uh, the kicker love. Longest made field goal, Matt Prater, Stephen Hoshka. Three points for Prater, four points for Hoshka. Who would you take? I'll take Hoshka. Yeah, give me Prater. Prater's got the long leg. I'll take the, I'll take the guaranteed three instead of shooting for the four. Will either kicker kick a 50-plus yard field goal? One point no, three points yes. I'm going for I'm going for three points. Ah, yes. you're going for the three. See, that's what I want. I wanted people to go for the three because it doesn't happen in the Super Bowl. You never kick those fifties unless time is really running out. Now that could happen. End of the half or something. That could hey, in field goal range. It could happen with these kickers. There's a very good shot. Maybe I shouldn't have waited it at three, but I, I it probably should have been two more like it. But no. I figured three would be fun. So uh okay, I'm gonna go with no on that one. Uh, let's move on to the fantasy face-offs. Who will have more fantasy points? Marshawn Lynch minus seven and a half or no Sean Moreno? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch minus seven and a half or no Sean Moreno? Okay, yeah. you're going Lynch. I'll give him seven and a half. It's a big number, and I made it a big number for the. We made it a big number for a reason. Twenty-two fantasy points would be a really nice day for Lynch. I mean, that's ten. That's a touchdown and a couple of our receptions there. You know, that's yeah. a nice day. I mean, Moreno can get fifteen in his sleep, I think. So I, you know, and not lately, but he does get receptions and dumpers, especially if you're manned up. I think there's some dumpers to be had for Noshawn Moreno. Give me Noshawn Moreno. So far, we're completely opposite. Who will have more fantasy points, Doug Baldwin or Golden Tate, straight up for three points? Uh, Doug Baldwin. All right, we're, we're along the lines here. I think Dougie B gets no love. I love Dougie B. I was wrong on Golden yep. Tate this year. I thought I had heard sources close to the Seattle team that he was had really turned the corner. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. It was a total disappointment for me in a lot of my fantasy leagues. I can admit when I'm wrong. And uh, sorry for steering you wrong on Golden Tate. He did not have the year we expected him to have. Uh, number 21, who will score more fantasy points, Wes Welker minus two and a half, or Eric Decker? Oh, boy. I, I saw this one. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I'll take Eric Decker plus the two and a half. 
is it a little surprising to you that we put Welker as the favorite in that matchup? Uh, a little bit, but uh, you know, it's all kind of it's all kind of get together. I mean, they're both really together. Uh, two and a half. I, I'll, I'll go ahead. And, yeah, I'll take Decker. Uh, the, the receiving yards for the over-under in Vegas is Wes Welker, 60-and-a-half. The receiving yards for Decker is 56-and-a-half. Uh, and, and I just thought the reception, uh, Welker was the reception king, so we did we, we gave him the favorite nod there. I'm going to take Welker. I think this is why the Broncos brought him uh, here was to win a Super Bowl, and he's got them there. He's helped them get there. He's really adds a dynamic to their offense. And I think he's your chain mover in this game. Who will score more fantasy points? Julius Thomas minus 5-and-a-half. Or Zach Miller? Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas will score more easily. Yeah, you like you like this. You like this one, don't you? Yep. I uh Tell I, me I, why little... tell, tell me why Zach Miller is gonna score more. Well, I think it, it starts and ends for me uh, to even have this uh, this conversation, it starts and ends with uh, with Cam Chancellor and the job that I think he's going to do on uh, Julius Thomas is, uh, on on this game. But when we look at Zach Miller, uh, the question is, is there enough there to like? Is there enough there to really like? And and I think that this is a, a trap type of prop play. I think it's a real trap because I yeah. can see Zach – I can see anybody scoring against the Broncos. I can't see as many touchdowns flowing around against the Seahawks. So I think that Zach Miller uh-huh. represents a real sleeper – uh, potential here, and when you give me five and a half points, you're basically giving me a touchdown. Even if Julius gets a touchdown, Zach Miller could be could get him there. So I'm going to go Zach Miller on that for the three points. But I can definitely see why everybody thinks that Julius Thomas. Well, that line might, maybe should have been more like seven. Well, the only reason I take Julius is uh, I believe I believe that uh, Denver's they're going to be able to uh, get a lot of passes, uh, a lot of completions uh, underneath here and there. But I just don't think they're going to be able to score much. So. Who will have more rushing attempts, Monty Ball, minus one and a half, or Russell Wilson? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, you say Monty Ball. Uh, I mean, he again, especially if Sean Moreno was dinged up in this game or something like that. Uh, yeah. But, look, Russell Wilson's going to run. He, he's definitely going to he's definitely gonna run uh, a, a few times. But I'll take Monty Ball in that one as well. Let's move on to the quarterback. Peyton Manning passing yards over or under 300 yards, 300.5, over or under. Over. He gets it done. Huh? He gets that 300. He gets over that 300 yards. Oh, you know, uh, he's going to throw. He, he's, he, Scott, I'm telling you, in this game, he's going to throw for a lot. I really see it. But it's going to be different, man. It's it's not like it's throwing for 300 and getting four TDs or anything like that. I mean, it's going to be a very different type of game. He's going to be throwing underneath and trying to do what he can. Yeah, the quarterback props here, Peyton Manning, yards, yards. Where are you? It's got to be somewhere right around here. Uh, wow, I don't see the yards anywhere. Where the heck are the yards? Uh, it's going to be like desperation. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. He, he's going to be throwing out desperation because I we'll go ahead with yeah, our. I uh, yeah, I don't I don't see the actual yards for for Peyton. That's that's a little odd. There's got it's got to be there. Boy, I love these 
to win by exact number of points. I mean, if if you think the uh, Broncos are going to win by a certain number, you can get like 25, 30, 50, 60 to 1 on the money, man. Oh, unbelievable. Okay. Will Seattle defense, I think it's I think it's over as well. I think Peyton does throw for 300 yards. Will Seattle defense intercept a Peyton Manning pass? Four points, yes. Or two points, no. Yes. Four points, yes. You're, I'll say yes. You're going for the four points? I, Absolutely. I'm interested, to see how this, I'm interested to see how that turns out, everybody. Four for yes. And not only will they no. intercept it, not only will they intercept it, they'll intercept it and run it back for a touchdown. How about that? Ooh, wow. Wow. Now, yeah, we could we could really have some fun with that one. Uh especially if they if they score with a touchdown. What if it's the first touchdown of the game and it busts up all those first touchdown scores? You know, I love that prop. Uh yeah, if yep. that was the first one, that would be crazy. Uh look, the 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 bottom line is this even if Peyton doesn't make a mistake, an interception can easily happen with tipped balls. You know, you drop it and it and it turns around and it tosses off somebody's helmet or something, you know. So it's definitely capable of uh, of, inter- of intercepting a pass there. So I would go I would go for the four points, and I'd go for the yes there as well. Uh, let's wow. talk about the comeback. Is he really back? Percy Harvin fantasy points over or under fourteen and a half. Under. Got under. Under. You don't think he, you don't think he's going to get uh what six for eighty? Nothing, well, huh? you know, I you, you said earlier. I said earlier he's going to be on the field for uh, forty plays, but uh, that means he's going to be on the field for forty plays. I say under forty, uh, under fourteen and a half. Wow, I'm going over. I think Percy Harvin will be the main beneficiary of Russell Wilson's arm uh, this weekend. What's the first score of the game? Touchdown predictions. The first score of the game is it a passing touchdown for three points? A field goal 40 or under, four points. A rushing TD for five points. A field goal 41 or over for six points. Defensive interception or fumble recovery for touchdown is 10. A special teams touchdown is 15, or you can go for the safety for 30. You know, that's tough, Scott. It it depends on the coin flip. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, My first instinct is uh, Marshawn Lynch. Touchdown. Okay. So I say well, rushing touchdown. Okay, you're saying rushing touchdown, and that, and that can go both ways. It doesn't have to be Marshawn. It could be Moreno. It could be Ball. It could be Russell Wilson. It could be anybody rushing it in. It could be Percy I Harvin. say rushing so, touchdown. Yeah, you're saying rushing touchdown. I To me, I think the safest play here, even though passing touchdown is the favorite, it could have just as easily been the field goal 40 or under as the favorite, right? Because, you know, get a defensive yeah. stop. You force Peyton to kick a field goal, and Prater or Hoshka, either one, kicks a field goal. I would go for the four points field goal, forty or under. But uh, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me to see a passing touchdown and Peyton just drive down the field and, and toss one right off the bat. Which player scores the first touchdown? Pick one. You already said it. You said Marshawn Lynch. You're going with the favorite. Three points. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch for three. Wes Welker for five. Julius for six. Demarius for six. Decker and Golden Tate for seven. Moreno and Harvin for eight. Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, both at nine. Monty Ball, 10. Jacob Tammy, 12. Zach Miller, 13. The field, 15. 100 points. No touchdown scored, which that's just not going to happen. But we threw it out there anyway. Uh, Okay, you took Marshawn Lynch. 
Yes, uh, sir. It's very tough to take any of the Broncos because there's four of them. You don't know which one of them it's going to be. It could be Moreno just as easily. Exactly. So Moreno, is the, I think, is just as big of a candidate for fantasy MVP as Peyton Manning, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with Noshon Moreno, my fantasy MVP for eight points. Will Golden Tate score a touchdown? Eight points, yes? Or do you take the safe two and go no? No, I don't know. I don't know. All right. You, you don't you don't go and chase the eight points, huh? No, no. I, I, I'm I'm not chasing this. Uh, I'm not chasing this passing game. I, it's going to be all about running. All right. And then the other one was a little bit more interesting. Will Eric Decker score a touchdown? It's a little bit tighter. Six points, yes. Three points, no. Uh shoot. I've already went the other direction. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think that, uh, that hey, look, and it's tough. You know, three points for no, six points for yes. There's not a lot of room for uh, to be wrong here. But Peyton's going to throw some touchdowns. He's just going to throw some touchdowns. Don't you think he's going to throw at least two? He's going to throw at least two. Uh, well, Maybe four. We'll, Maybe four. We'll talk about it here in about uh, ten minutes because I've got my I've got my, I've got my final score, and, uh, you know, I know what's yeah. going to happen. I, I say I, I go feel for the like I know I go for the six points. The fact that all four of those receivers, first time in NFL history, that four receivers caught at least ten touchdowns, Mike. First time ever in the NFL. That means that any of these guys go for the upside, take the points, get the six points for the Decker touchdown. Uh, you will have money in the bag. Demarius Thomas receiving yards. I went over. You went over. Will Sherman intercepts a yes. pass. Ten points for yes or three points for no. Yeah, no. you're gonna take the. They're not gonna throw to him. Take the safe three, huh? Yeah, they're, Wait a they're not you gonna throw to you him. Said that, you said that Demarius was gonna have over seventy-five and a half yards, so of course they're gonna throw to him. Um, Sherman's gonna be mixed up with both of them. They're, he's gonna make. He's gonna be mixed up with Demarius and uh, Eric, all of them. I mean, he's gonna be all around the field, okay. and that's a good thing. All right. It, it, Fair it, enough. If he gets in, if if, if, if if Sherman gets an interception, then Seattle loses. I'll tell you that Who right now. Who wins the coin toss, Denver or Seattle? Who gives a flying flip? One point. First pass attempt result, completion, incompletion, or interception? Completion. All right, Never fails. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking completion there as well. First Denver reception, Welker, Demarius for three points, Decker and Julius for five, you can go for eight points for Moreno out of the backfield. Tammy with 12, oh, Paul 15, 20 points the field. Uh, is there any points on Sherman? Uh, it says 20 points the field. First Denver reception. <laughs> First Denver reception. Oh, oh. oh, okay. Well, I was thinking that Peyton would throw it to Sherman. Uh, Decker, Decker. Let's go Decker. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Demarius three points for Demarius right off the bat. He goes to Demarius right right off the bat, and it's a completion. First Seattle reception, Harvin and Tate for three, Baldwin for four, Lynch for seven, Miller for ten. The field gets you fifteen. Uh, I'll take Lynch out of the backfield. Take Lynch with the Lynch yep. out of the backfield. Okay, all right. I take Harvin yep. right off the bat. I think it's the first pass of the. First pass for the Hawks goes right to Harvin. You wanted him in there. You got him. Uh, okay, and now we get to the big game, the props for the big game. Here we go. Let's start 
the over-under, 47 and a half. 47 and a half. You laying it on me, Scott? Well, I'll take, I'll, I'll take it first. Uh, I think this game's going to be about 30, I won't say who, uh, 31 to 20. 51 points will be scored in this game, 31 to 20, and I'm taking the over. Amazing. Uh, I think 51 points are going to be scored as well. Uh, I think it's going to be 27 to 24. Woo. Yeah, it's 51 points. Yeah, okay. So you're, we're both on the over. Okay. Uh, we've got to do the Super Bowl champion. Well, let's yeah, let's do the Super Bowl champion. Uh, you've already got it then. Super Bowl champion, Broncos or Seahawks. Eight points if you take the Broncos. Ten points if you take the Seahawks. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. If Marshawn Lynch shows up, if Marshawn Lynch gets 100 yards at least rushing, that's that's the big if in my in my opinion. But I love Seattle in this game. I love Seattle 27 to 24. Marshawn Lynch gets over 100 yards. Uh, their defense. Their defense. Their defense presses. Their defense presses the uh, uh, wide receivers. DBs just press them. These wide receivers have never seen presses like this, like what they're getting ready to see. So I expect uh, Seattle to uh, press press the wide receivers and then uh, then the, let the next four move on up the line. And, uh, you know, Peyton Manning's going to have a tough time. I say 27-24 Seattle. 27-24 Seattle. Uh, okay. All right. And I said 31-20 to for the Broncos. The Broncos will uh, hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Peyton gets his second ring. And he is my Super Bowl MVP, Mike Peyton Manning. Uh, I take the three safe points here. Who do you take as your Super Bowl MVP on the Seahawks side? It's got to be Marshawn Lynch. It's got to be. I mean, if, if Seattle's going to win the game... 27-24, the way I laid it out, the way the defense has to do it, uh, and the way the offense, ha- it has to be structured. It has to be structured around Marshawn Lynch. Gotcha. Well, that's uh, that's all the uh, Super Bowl prop contest. Feel free to play it, gang. It's over at fftoolbox.com. You, can, you click the forums, and you will find the link to the free Super Bowl contest. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, print it up. Uh, oh, oh, the tiebreaker. How can we forget the tiebreaker, Mike? If there's a tie in the points, it all goes down, and hopefully there's not a tie. But we did have to throw a tiebreaker in. How many times will Peyton Manning say the word Omaha? Vegas line is 27 on that, on that Mike. 27 Ooh. Omaha. What do you think, over or under? I, th- I say it goes under because Seattle's going to control the ball more. Uh, I say 24. Well, look, he uses that call, right? He uses that call, meaning Omaha take the next, next, next. Uh, yeah, is give me the give me the ball. So there's got to be a lot more plays right. than that, and I think he's going to use it a lot more times. I think it definitely goes over. Uh, it'll be somewhere in the 30s. I would say 31 just to play it safe. Uh, I'll take. Well, it I'll depends on how much uh, how much time they have the ball. I mean, if Marshawn Lynch is eating up yards the way I think he will, then uh, he. You can't say Omaha from the bench unless it counts. Well, look, it is going to come down. It's going to come down to 
the offensive line for Denver, can they contain that Seattle front? And uh, other than that, it's going to come down to the defensive line for the Broncos because we know what Peyton can do. We know what Marshawn Lynch can do, but can the defensive line stop Marshawn Lynch on the Broncos' side of the ball? And can the offensive side of the the ball in Denver protect the legendary quarterback Peyton Manning? So, look, I I think Peyton Manning goes off into the – into uh, the you know the uh, the Hall of Fame record books here, he, he gets his second Super Bowl and he's on his way to his third next year. Kind of reminiscent of how Elway did it, Bubba. He went off and got two Super Good Bowls thing. and left the game, hey, and he was hey. done. I, I could see that thing repeating here, but he has to get this first one here, this 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 first one for the Broncos well, in order to do no. that. See, I, see, I totally disagree. He don't have to get this one. He is a legendary quarterback in my mind. Peyton Manning is a legendary quarterback in the NFL. Sure. Well, sure. Brett Favre only won one Super Bowl. Uh, he's a legend. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. But, yep. you know, I think they'll both go down as fantastic, uh, you know, legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks. We we had the pleasure to watch. Tom Brady will be in there. Drew Brees will be in there. That's a lot of quarterbacks, it seems. You know, that's your upper elite echelon tier quarterbacks that will be remembered uh, for a long, long time. And there will be a day that those quarterbacks, Brady, Manning, Brees, that they're not in this league. Breeze is trying to get to that level. He's already got one Super Bowl, so the fact that what he did for that city, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Breeze is going to go there, yeah. and he's the only quarterback that's thrown for like 5,000 yards. He's done it like three times in a row or something like that. It's crazy. Uh, so he's in that discussion too. But there will be a day in a couple of years here where those three quarterbacks will not be in the league. I'm just enjoying those. Then we can have all the time in the world to watch Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, Kaepernick, you know, all these young guys. Cam Newton's try to well, get their name uh, into the Super Scott, Bowl. Scott, well, do we have a? Uh, do we have about two minutes that we can talk yep. about uh, Luck, Kaepernick, Wilson, uh, and? Um, oh, let's save that for the off season. Other. Let's save let, let, let's save that for the off season. All right, we, well, we let's break down the let's break down these three: Luck, Kaepernick, Wilson. Who would you like to have? Luck. Me too. Huh. Thank you. Yeah, luck, yep. luck overall. Uh, look, guys, uh, it's been a great season at FF Toolbox. We are uh, now just getting into the off season where we do the NFL draft. You can submit your NFL mock drafts for fun if you're a draft pick. They're already submitting them left and right over there. We've got a baseball kit, the, uh, the free baseball preseason kit that we'll put out with articles, rankings, and everything. We'll have our own player database uh, for the first time this year for baseball. And our very own Sean Childs, one of the uh, one of the high stakes pros for years and years, yep. he's going to be coming he's over good. providing baseball advice from the high stakes, uh, from a high stakes pro perspective. We're getting into daily more and more, guys, at FF Toolbox. We're doing golf rankings. We've been doing that for years. NASCAR starts up in two weeks. We'll have all the fantasy NASCAR action you can handle, and the daily golf action at DraftKings. If you like golf, or you even casually like golf. You will like it even more when you have some guys to root for. It'll give you a reason to watch the tournament on Sunday instead of taking that nap when there's no football. Uh, that's all we got, Mike. I'm here in Vegas. Uh, I'm hey, going to try to raise up some of these San Diego Chargers. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful scene here to be in Vegas. This is all about Glenn Lowy, our champion, the FFWC champ, getting to recognize him, the $150,000 check, Mike. Uh, Ian and Abel are out here. It's just a great town to be here. I wish you could come, but we'll definitely be back to Vegas, Mike, next September. I know you'll be here. From all of us at Red Blue, enjoy the Super Bowl. Sounds good.
You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.